Hello, over again, everyone. This is Willa Marie, and uh, this is the In the Pot Word podcast with Willa Marie. Hi, Marie. Hi, Will. All right, we're on this exciting subject, prayer. I just want to just jump right in. We left off last time talking about James 5, and uh, we were talking about uh, effective prayer, yes. what what exactly effective prayer uh, constitutes. And, and we, we, uh, we didn't define terms. We didn't get that far because we were just kind of like giving an overview of, you know, of effective prayer. But let me just start out by defining terms this time. The King James Version, the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. That's James 5, 6, 16. Mm-hmm. So the English word fervent just simply means impassioned, you know, forceful, passionate, mm-hmm. heartfelt, powerful, you know, wholehearted is a, another way of describing it. And so you could say a passionate, wholehearted prayer uh, will accomplish much, implying, you know, kind of implying that a half-hearted prayer, you know, a weak, flimsy, wimpy prayer <laughs> uh, doesn't do you much good. Right, right. I, you know, that's, so is that saying that we need to be sweating and foaming at the mouth and you know, you know, rolling under the pews. What, <laughs> I don't think it takes. That? I don't think it takes that. I think it's it's. Uh, I think it will be for, uh, uh What do you call it? Um, not demonstrative, but I think there will be some emotion in it because you're feeling it from the inside out. You know what I mean? You're praying, um, and your spirit is is connecting with the spirit of God in you. And mm-hmm. I think it will be hard to pray. And you're really believing what you're praying. You're believing the word. You're, you're believing what God has said about himself without some type of emotion. It would be hard right. for me to say, Lord, oh, magnify you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I think, right. you know, um, right. but I was one of our classes that we did. I had written down something. I'm trying to find it here. Because, uh, you know, there's a scripture that says in Psalms 34, 3, that, oh, magnify the Lord with me. And let us exalt his name together. And what I was thinking is how we see God bigger or know him better or pray more effectively and understand how we, you know, is dependent upon our perception, our knowledge and our understanding of mm-hmm. who he is. You right. know, when yeah. it says, oh, magnify the Lord with me, God can't get any bigger. He's big, right. he's, you know, and our but if we're not, and we have to examine ourselves, I think. He needs think, to get bigger in our minds. In our minds and in our hearts. We have to see him as that and believe that he is. We make the problem. We can sometimes make the problem bigger than God. And that's something I'm working on, too, in my mind and my spirit is to to see God, you know, um, the way he is so that I don't make my problems and my tests and my trials bigger than the God that I serve. Right, right. Which, yeah, Go yeah, ahead. which is kind of impossible because nothing's bigger than God. But in our life, it can be. Yeah, it's just how we, I think our actions make the problem bigger than God. When we doubt God after he said he would do this or that. I will never leave you nor forsake you or I will provide for all of your needs. When, you know, God has already said these things to us. And if we get to a place where we may be short on something and we automatically start doubting, then we're saying God's word is not true. Right. So I think that's one thing we have to, you know, uh, gain wisdom and more knowledge of so that we won't, in my mind, offend God by asking for something or for acting in a way that he's already said he's done it and we're acting like, you know, we're, we're praying and crying for it and just ignoring the fact that he already, he said he's done it. He's there for us, you know, or whatever. Right. 
Right. So I just think it's our perception. We need to uh, perhaps um, learn God better. You know, instead of studying all over all these books and all over whatever, let's let's slow down. Let's not be too busy right. to spend quality time with the Lord so that we can understand him better. And that would change our whole life, I believe. Right. right. And our prayer, especially our prayer. So. So we're calling this little. Mini series, this series within a series, effective prayer. We've talked about the word fervent, so I, I guess we we you just did an excellent job describing the fervency of prayer, passionate, uh, putting our whole heart into it, making the prayer uh, not casual, not rushed, you know, squeezing it in, quote unquote, giving God some quality time. Where you know that's that's just bogus, you know. We don't give God token time, break Him off a piece of our time. I think, you know, the, the whole part about being fervent means that we're all in. Yeah. But yeah. but but we didn't talk about the word effective. And I think effective prayer, we, 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 we started to allude to it a little bit on our last episode. I okay. think that was episode 162 or maybe it was actually it was episode 163 because that's when we first started introducing this term about effective prayer. But I think. The effective part means getting God's will done. Exactly. And you talked a little yeah. bit about that. And, and you know, when you break down the Lord's Prayer over Matthew 6, when it says, thy kingdom come, thy will be done, that that to me speaks to submission, mm -hmm. our submissiveness to him, Lord. Thy will be done. My, prayers, my prayers need to be about accomplishing your will in earth as it is in heaven. Right. Me being right. in agreement with right. your word, right. in concert with your word. Yes, yes. Well, we have to know it first. Right, absolutely. <laughs> you know, we have to know what his word says before we can be in agreement with it. And you said that prayer. last time, yeah. right. Yeah. No, it's so, 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 and you know, I've always advocated this concept. To be a prayer warrior, you need to be a Bible student. Because being being an effective prayer warrior means that you know what to, to pray for yes. right you're praying yes. according to the word you're praying you're praying what god wants you to ask for yes you know james 4 you're praying for what god wants done through you in yes. you yes. for you by you you know you, that's that's effective prayer it's, it's accomplishing god's will on earth as it is in heaven yeah, yeah. everything kind of like reverts back to that model prayer the disciples prayer over there in luke I think in Luke 11 and Matthew 5, those, Matthew 6 rather. Yeah. And you know, there's this other passage too, I think that speaks to that in 1 John chapter 5, verses 14 and 15. In 1 John 5, 14 and 15, it says, this is the confidence mm -hmm. which we have before him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he yes. hears us. So, yes. so that first establishes a criteria mm -hmm. for God to hear us it needs to be in accordance to what he wants what done. He wants. So we need to find out first, Lord, what do you want? How do I agree with you? How, right. do, how do I connect with you? How right. do I ask for what you want me to ask for? Right. 
And then he says, and we know in verse 15 there in 1 John 5, and we know that he hears us in whatever we ask. We know that we have the request which we have asked for him. Of course we know it because we're asking for the very right. thing he wanted to do anyway. He was just waiting for us to, you know, yeah. get on board with it. Exactly. And that's probably why a lot of disappointment, you know, are in people's lives about mm-hmm. prayer and taking mm-hmm. the time and seeing the importance of prayer. We can ask ourselves, do we really uh, uh, believe that prayer is important? How important is prayer? Do we right. just stick it in before we go to work or or whatever? Because I think too, one thing that discourages people because they don't, we don't know what God wants us to pray. So then, even things like when we want a new car or we want to go to college or we want this job or we want, you know, those are things that are not necessarily written in scripture. So when you pray those things, right. you know, people are like, okay, you know, they're more telling God what they want. And then we might tag on, on the end, but Lord, let your will be done. Right. A little disclaimer. <laughs> right. There. And then right. we can tell that we're, we've just done that because if he doesn't give us that, then we're, doubting God or we're disappointed or whatever. So I think it's a process for us to get to the place where we truly, truly want the will of God to be done and not our own will, regardless of what it is in life. Right. Uh, What he wants is far more. But we have to, you know, that's, again, we said earlier, studying the word. We have to go to the word to find out just, you know, what God wants us to pray about. Because otherwise, we're just, we're espousing our desires yeah. and are and we're hoping that they're gods yeah that God is willing right. and, yeah. and and we shouldn't have to have that doubt yeah because then we don't have the confidence and we don't have the confidence we don't and have the what, confidence and the assurance that it's going to be done right and and that's you know and 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 our time is almost up but i'm going back to that same scripture because it says exactly that if yeah. we and 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 First John First chapter John, five. That's a great one. Yes. Yeah. I mean, First John chapter five tells us that if we pray according to His will, what is His will? His will is His word. Just imagine how we would be though if we were praying, and we knew that's what God's word said. Right. We'd be so excited when it came, you know, to pass, um, and there would be no doubt there right. because we're not. I'm praying you. I'm praying what you have said according to your word, Father, and so I can rest. And be at peace. Absolutely, absolutely, yeah, absolutely. When we, if we ask, verse fourteen of First John five, if we ask anything according to His will, yes. He hears us. So that's His His will is His word. Yes, His will is His word. His word is His purpose. His purpose is for us, and we need to agree with that. And when we agree with that, then God gives us the things that we want because, well, it's the thing that He wants. Yeah. And he's never going to give us something that we want that's in opposition to what he wants. What good father would give a kid something that wasn't good for them and that would be destructive or counterproductive, you know? Yeah. And when it's something material or something like that, we have to really uh, come to the agreement within our spirit that whether he gives it to me or not, I'm still going to be okay. I'm going to be okay. Okay. I'm still going to praise him. I'm not going to doubt or I'm not going to, you know. Blame God. I'm just going to still trust. It, exactly. And exactly. Both. And I think that's the sign of maturity. Yeah. That's a sign of learning to accept what God wants and realize that I'm not here. Prayer is not about accomplishing my will. It's not about getting what's on my wish list. Yeah. You know, I'm making a list and checking it twice and asking the Lord to be this, you know, great Santa Claus. 
you know, praying is a, is about getting in agreement, getting right. on the same page, right. aligning my desires with God's desires, right. aligning my needs, my wants with what right. he wants. And that's what I love what what in closing what Paul said in 2 Corinthians 12 when he was asking to ask the Lord to remove this thorn mm-hmm. from his flesh. He said in verse 8 of 2 Corinthians chapter 12, Concerning this, I implored the Lord three times that it might leave me. And he has said to me, My grace is sufficient for you, for my power is perfected in weakness. Most gladly, therefore, I will rather boast about my weakness so that the power of Christ may dwell in me. Mm. That to me is saying that he's really focusing that hey it's not about me getting this thorn from my flesh if it has to be it has to be Mm -hmm. but what really needs to be and what cannot be negotiated is that god's power is perfected in me that he has his way in me that he gets what he wants and when we get committed to getting god what he wants then we will always get what we want or we will certainly get what's best for us we may not be smart enough at the time to know that it's best for us, right. but it's always best for us. That's what I was whether we ask realize you. it or not. Like, right. I'm like, when you were younger and you prayed to go to a certain college or this or that, and you at, tagged on at the end in Jesus' name or let it be according to whatever to your will, and then it didn't happen, and then mm-hmm. you were just devastated or whatever. Right. Then that lets us know that uh, we're still not where we quite need to be to right. be all in with. Truly God having his way right. and not us, you know, wanting our way done. Right. Right. Because because yeah. I don't think God ever gives us anything that's not why you, good Why do you think us? we don't trust him? Like, you know what I mean? Like that level of trust to where um, we could have, you know, good things going on or not so good going on. And um, but we're, but we can't be OK with that. We can't be you know, we're not being in a place where we're still praising God just as fervently as if he had done what we wanted him to do. You know, we sing a song about that. I can't remember it right now, but it's like lift your hands, uh, something about how as if he's already done it or something like that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think that's a place we could strive to get to where. Uh, I could pray for whatever, and I am truly, truly grateful whether he gives it to me or not. Yeah. Well, I think, you know, you ask a question, why we don't get there, or why do we not arrive at the place that allows us to um, know and trust that he's going to give us what's best for us? And I think we don't always get there all the time because we we fail to realize the the relationship that he has with us. It's a father son, father child mm-hmm. relationship if you were. Um you know, Jesus said in Luke 11 on that very subject, he said he said now suppose one of you asks suppose one of you fathers is asked by his son this is luke 11 11 is so profound it's just so to your question mm-hmm. it's suppose one of you fathers is asked by his son for a fish will he not give him a snake instead of a fish or yeah it says will he not give him a snake instead of a fish will he right. you know mm-hmm. and, and to put that in plainer english 
if he's asking for a fish, is he going to give him a serpent, a right. snake, right. a poisonous snake? No. Right. What what good father would do that? And he goes on. He stretches the analogy to another point in verse twelve. He says, "Or if he asks, or if he has asked for an egg, will he not give him a scorpion? Will he?" Of course not. Right. No, no good father would 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 give a son a child something dangerous that they knew was dangerous and possibly even deadly, right. beyond dangerous, but destructive and damaging and deadly even. No, no good father would knowingly do that right. to right. A, a child. Right. And so Jesus wraps up this excellent analogy. In Luke 11, in verse 13, by saying, if you then being evil, that is, we not not being as good as God God. by any stretch of the imagination, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children. How much more will your heavenly father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? Which is the greatest gift. Yeah. And I think the Lord uses the Holy Spirit as of all the things we can ask for. Yeah. Cars, land, spouses, children, wealth, yeah. employment, whatever, peace, uh, health, deliverance. Of all the things that we can ask for, no gift is greater yeah. than the gift of the Holy Spirit in our lives. And the Lord is saying, I'm willing to give you not only the minimum gift, but I'm willing to give you the best gift the anybody gift could ever give. The greatest gift of all, a gift that keeps on giving, as in that it yes. gives us eternal life, yes. Yes. you know, beyond this life. Wow. Thank you, Lord. Thank so, Lord, we just thank you for this time together. We thank you for the privilege to be able to study your word. Teach us your word. Help us to grow in your word. Help us to love your word. And most importantly, Lord, help us to live your word. And we give you the glory and praise and honor. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. God bless you. We'll see you next time.